welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Your host is Michelle Beck. Our show is here to help breast cancer patients, survivors, thrivers, their friends and family by providing resources, support, and inspiration they can use right now. Here is your host, Michelle Beck. Hello, and thanks for joining us today on Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. I'm Michelle Beck. I'm a two-time, nine-year survivor of breast cancer. I work at Breast Friends in Oregon, and I'm a sometimes author at a blog called I Never Liked Pink. And today, we're talking about something that I wish I had checked into years ago, and I never did, but I still might. So my guest is Jan Walker. She is the president of the first Dragon Boat team made up entirely of breast cancer warriors in the U.S. called Pink Phoenix here in Portland, Oregon. It is such an amazing team and provides so much emotional support, community, fun, and fitness, all while moving their bodies, which is so important after cancer treatment. And I would like to welcome Jan today. Jan, thank you so much for being here and sharing your story and telling us about Pink Phoenix. So tell us a little bit about yourself uh, non-cancer-wise first. Thank you, Michelle. I really appreciate this opportunity. Well, I live in Canby with my husband, and I am a small business owner. I have a small accounting business uh, near my home and have three gals that work for me, which I love working with them, and uh, hoping to get into kind of a semi-retirement place in my life. Uh, I have a new grandson, my first grandson. Uh, Congratulations. uh, Bike riding and (laughs) <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, bike riding and have uh, taken up uh, out, uh, excuse me, uh, kayaking with some of my breast cancer friends and uh, enjoy being outdoors uh, a lot as well. So that's my story. Well, thank you so much for being here. And I love that you have a fully women staffed business. That's amazing because, um, you know, just keep keeping that sisterhood going. I love it. So tell us about your breast cancer journey, please. I was originally diagnosed in 2003 and um, had chemo, actually dropped out of chemo about halfway through, and then I um, declined radiation, so I was a bit of a rebel, I guess, um, but had to find my own way. Mm -hmm. Uh, I did have a reoccurrence in 2005, and that led to a mastectomy on one side, and then I have just been, you know, cancer-free. Until um, 2020, 15 years later, I was diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer to my bone. It kind of landed in my spine, and I was kind of rushed into surgery on the 19th of February in 2020, And um, but I have recovered well. I am pain-free. I am uh, have a great team of uh, health providers from a massage therapist, chiropractor, oncologist, radiologist. So everyone together uh, is, is on my team, and I feel I feel great and uh, really um, blessed for the uh, opportunity to just keep getting stronger and stronger and stronger all the time. So. I love that. That's so inspiring because you don't often hear from a woman who has been diagnosed metastatic that they're just working on getting stronger. And it's funny because we've had multiple interactions, you know, via email and stuff. And that's not something that you led with was that you were metastatic. So I love the fact that you're focusing on other things and just moving forward. So I I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Um, 
And I also, yeah, I did, just did not know that you were a multiple time survivor. So thank you. And you're thriving now, which is, which is wonderful. Um, when and how did you join the Pink Phoenix Dragon Boat team? Well, after I had my um, original diagnosis, I, you know, was feeling great and I wanted to do something, wanted to do something different and had always been kind of interested in um, crew rowing, you know, sweep Mm -hmm. rowing. And, of course, they have a big um, groups down in Portland on the waterfront. And so I joined up there and was doing that for about a year and a half. Uh, The problem with that for me was they're on the water at 5 o'clock in the morning. And so (laughs) eventually that became something like, okay, uh, that doesn't work. I can do this anymore. (laughs) Although I got to tell you, it's beautiful. Portland waking up in the morning is just beautiful sight to see. But I um, just Googled it. I mean, I I wanted to find out what else is out there, breast cancer awareness related to boating, you know, Mm -hmm. some kind of um, sport and came across a dragon boat team and um, found out that they were going to be at the Portland um, Rose Festival races. And so I just, you know, which is me, you know, I just kind of show up uh, like, oh, don't you want me on your team? Of course you do. You know, I just kind of show up <laughs> and, and just kind of start talking to people and they go, oh, yeah, you know, of course they're very, you know, welcoming. And I, I went to one of their races just as a observer and then, you know, joined the team right away. So that's kind of how I found them. I do. That is one thing I love about the breast cancer community is that everyone is so welcoming because if you've been through it, you know how hard it is when it starts and you just want to wrap your arms around anybody who makes that first step towards you and just take them in and say, we've got you. And I I think that's what the team definitely did for you. So for those listeners who are not familiar with dragon boat racing, um, myself included, other than I see the pictures and it looks amazing. Um, Tell us a little bit about the sport, please. Okay. Well, uh, it's like a big canoe. Uh, It's got, instead of having two benches, like a normal canoe, it's got like 11. And so you're sitting side by side on a bench with a bench mate and uh, each person has a paddle in the water. There's a person at the front of the boat that's called a caller and they're kind of giving you commands and encouragement and so forth. And then there's a steers person. We call them a tiller at the back of the boat, steering the boat, and uh, off we go. Uh, it's an international sport originated in China, you know, thousands of years ago, but it's big, you know, just like uh, many other things. You know, it's just huge. Once you get into it, you realize, oh, there's a dragon boat race everywhere. Uh, anywhere where there's water and, uh, you know, nicely flowing river, there's going to be uh, outrigger and kayaking and dragon boat teams. And so... Uh, it, it seems like they're everywhere now, but yeah, it's a pretty big uh, sport internationally, nationally, and locally as well. So you said there are 11 benches. So I, I did a little bit of research in there. So you guys are in a big boat. Cause I know there are smaller boats too. There are t- uh, what are called 10 person boats, meaning 10 mm-hmm. benches. Okay. Uh, so there would be, you know, uh, 10 people on, on a small boat like that or 20. We don't use the 11th bench necessarily, uh, but, yeah, we have 20 paddlers, you know, on a dragon boat. Um, we've had fun with uh, venues where they have these 10-person boats. It's like a little clown car. I mean, everybody's like, <laughs> you know, as fast as they can go. It's just hilarious. So it's just really, really fun uh, to do. And these are 500-meter races, and, and these little 10-person boats sometimes are 250 meters. So we're talking about a minute and a half, you know, of just all-out all uh, paddling. So it's, it's pretty fun. Now, how often do you meet up with your team practice-wise and do your races and things like that? 
We practice um, on Monday and Wednesday evenings and Saturday mornings right downtown Portland. We rent boats from a local organization called Dragon Sports. They actually own the boats, so we don't own our own. And uh, we sign up basically for practice times and regularly practice from maybe March all the way through into late October, typically. And then our races, we may have six to eight races per year, starting maybe in late um, spring and again all the way through October. Wherever they can be found that we can fit Mm -hmm. them in and manage them, we will sign up locally as well as trying to have a race where we may travel to. We may go up to uh, Canada uh, we've gone um, east coast. We've gone down to California. They have some great races down in California. So we try to mix it up a little bit. And I know you've also traveled internationally. Um, you went to Italy a few years ago, right? Yes. There's a big um, international dragon boat federation, and they put on a participatory event for all breast cancer survivors. And um, the last one, and they do it every four years. <clears throat> the last one was in 2018 in Italy. Excuse me. And then in um, here, not coming in 2022 because they've had to delay. There's going to be another big event in uh, New Zealand. So very exciting uh, times to travel. Very exciting events because it's thousands of breast cancer survivors, and so it's really, really an exciting event to attend. Oh wait. I can't imagine the the sense of community that comes from a giant event like that full of thousands of breast cancer survivors. But so tell us, so I had mentioned in my intro that this is the first team in the United States made up of fully breast cancer survivors. Um, how, how did that, how does that affect like your team? Because you, you all understand it and must give you just an amazing sense of community. It does. And what's been awesome is through the years, I've noticed more and more race venues have divisions for breast cancer survivors. So there's, you know, we might be in a big race where there's could be a high school division, men's division, women's division, breast cancer survivor division, and some will have all cancer survivor division as well. But it's really exciting uh, to now know that we can go to races and race against other breast cancer survivors. Uh, a year after Pink Phoenix was formed, uh, excuse me, I believe it was the year before, uh, an all-breast cancer survivor team was um, created in uh, Van- Victoria and Vancouver, uh, Canada. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there's a Canadian team that we're friends with, and we go up there to Victoria to uh, race with against them. And it's just really a fun community. And, and now they have... Um, an event where they'll gather the teams together at the end of the race and they uh, hand out carnations and they do something that's really, really touching uh, for people who are watching it. It's like, oh my gosh, here's like, you know, a hundred breast cancer survivors in these boats and waving carnations. And uh, it's just really um, very impactful to people who are watching that. Oh, I'm sure because a lot of the time the image of a breast cancer survivor is they don't, people who don't, haven't gone through the cancer experience, they think, oh, well, it's, you know, someone who's frail and they've lost their hair. And you women are out there just rocking it and being physical badasses and getting, you know, having fun and encouraging each other. And that's, that's just so inspiring. So what, um, what is the mission of Pink Phoenix and how has that guided you in the past 18 months and, and now moving forward? 
The mission of Pink Phoenix is uh, empowering breast cancer survivors through the sport of dragon boating. And in March, uh, you know, we had these 2020 restrictions came into place, so there was no um, boating activity at all on our local river. Mm-hmm. And um, so I had to look really hard at that and go, well, you know, we're not a recreational team like many teams are that say, okay, everybody, we'll just kind of take a big break. We'll go on hiatus and we'll see you guys in 2021. I mean, I, that was not an option for me and, and mm-hmm. our board knew that as well. And so uh, it kind of dawned on me one day when I was really thinking about this thing, wow, what are we going to be doing? And I just kind of cut the mission statement in half and said, I'm going to just, con- let's concentrate on empowering breast cancer survivors right now, because that is really important part of our mission. Yes, we want to do it through dragon boating, but who would, have, who would have known that we would not be able to do that? We just didn't know. So by focusing on empowering breast cancer survivors, it kind of opened up uh, us focusing on the purpose of Pink Phoenix, and we have purpose statements as well. Um, mm-hmm. To summarize, it is to increase visibility, promoting fitness, participating in outreach activities, providing emotional support to each other, serving our team. And so our board just kind of focused, let's focus on all that. And so from that was really birthed many, you know, virtual events. Our coaching staff came up with an awesome uh, dry land exercise program that went for like six or eight weeks, three days a week. I mean, we just had things that we were trying to do, encouraging people to do as they could, you know, in small groups or even um, just connecting with each other um, in in whatever way they can. But we turned a lot of our events into virtual events. So I have to um, really thank our board again for the creativity uh, when they come come to me and say, this event is coming up, it's supposed to be on the water. And I would have to say, I understand that, but I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, but you got to do something. So I don't know, go out there and figure something out. Let's figure something out. And they would, you know. And so they have come up with these beautiful um events, uh, videos, and various things. We have some really talented people on our team that step up and and get involved in the technology behind doing that. And and it's just been an amazing um, uh, thing that we've been able to do in spite of, you know, not putting our paddles in the water uh, for all of 2020. And here, most of 2021, we only had one month where we were in the water. But So it's been pretty amazing uh, that we could do that. So empowering breast cancer survivors is really our mission. Um, I thank you for explaining that. Like, just just shows how adaptable we've all had to become over this last time period, and you know, not something yeah. we ever expected. But we have to make the changes to continue with what we're doing. Same as you know, we did here at Breast Friends. Like everything just turned virtual, and we're finally starting to come out of that slowly. And oh my god, I can't wait! I just want to mm-hmm. hug people so so much. I want to hug people. I know. <laughs> we've even had um, a drive. You know, usually when we have membership. Uh, time uh, at the beginning of the year, people, you know, sign up right there for the team and, and whatever. Mm-hmm. We have some giveaways for them. Well, we did that as a drive-through event at uh, one of the parking lots downtown Portland. It was just awesome. I mean, here we mm-hmm. hadn't seen each other in, in a while, and all of a sudden, people are driving through, and they're paying for their membership, and they get a little gift, and they get to say hi. And so, uh, just that creativity and the ability for people to be flexible and to realized it's not an option to just go, well, I'm just going to kind of turn the lights off in the house and pull all the blinds. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know what to do. So mm-hmm. people are looking for leadership, 
during those times, and our board has really came forward with some leadership and say, okay, everybody, here's what we're doing. We're going to do these things, and our team just really jumped right on it, and it was just really awesome to see. That's great. So Pink Phoenix has been around for 25 years as of 2021, so this year, and you've been a member for 13 years. What changes have you seen during your time with the team? Well, of course, growth is one. Uh, as I mentioned, 10 benches on a dragon boat, that's 20 people. So when I first joined the team, we were kind of a one boat team, you might say. There was about, you know, under 30 people on the team. Uh, in 2021, we had over 100 members, nearly 120 members. So uh, that's to try amazing. To put people on the dragon boat, uh, when, <laughs> you know, maybe well over, maybe 70% of our team uh, will be active paddlers. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we were looking in 2020 uh, and even 2021 at potentially reserving four boats. So that's putting like 80 paddlers, you know, out on the water. So just that alone, uh, trying to manage that kind of growth and uh, getting the infrastructure in place so that we are meeting the needs of people, uh, mm-hmm. moving that many people around, uh, that's the challenge. But uh, certainly that's been probably, you know, one of the biggest of things that I've noticed. Um, also, when you have that many people, you have a broader spread of needs. So you have people who uh, have um, been in remission. Uh, they're strong. You know, breast cancer is kind of behind them. And they're saying, I'm back, everybody. But you also have people who are coming on the team that are, you know, in treatment. And so the more people you have in, at large, the more people you have in each of these categories. And so that becomes, that's a challenge, you know, for our coaching staff and for our board to make sure we are meeting all of those needs. Sure. I definitely want to dig into that a little bit more um, about who can join the team, but we do need to take a short break. So listeners, remember, you can make a donation on our website or by texting BF Radio to 41444 to help Breast Friends continue on its mission to ensure that women do not go through cancer alone. Stay with us. We'll be back in a minute. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to continue our mission that no woman goes through cancer alone and to keep the show going. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can text BF Radio to 41444 or visit us at breastfriends.org to donate. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon or follow us on Instagram at Breast Friends PDX. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned in to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. 
you may also send an email to Michelle Beck at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Thanks for staying with us. I'm Michelle Beck, and my guest is Jan Walker, president of the Pink Phoenix Dragon Boat Team here in Portland, Oregon. So, Jan, we were talking a little bit about the break, about the different level fitness levels of women who join the team you know you said some are you're strong everyone is strong but some are you know ned and and able to move a little better but how do how do the survivor women who've gone through cancer find you and obviously you accept women at, at any time in their treatment can we talk a little bit about that yes um they find us through various organizations like breast friends uh, local breast cancer awareness and support groups, um, perhaps uh, they may just on their own, just kind of search around and find things. Uh, health providers uh, have been ones who have really um, referred their patients to Pink Phoenix. Um, we set up vendor tables at events, um, conferences or workshops that are around breast cancer survivorship. And so we can set up a little table there and we have a video showing, you know, some of our um, videos that we have of our team, as well as being able to just one-on-one see people, meet them, put them on an interest list that they're interested in uh, hearing more about the team. And then sometimes, um, you know, some of our members have had a neighbor, you know, two blocks down or something that they realize, oh my gosh, you're in my neighborhood. I didn't know, you know, and, and now uh, it kind of spreads around and between family and friends and neighbors that uh, there's some word of mouth going on as well that uh, people hear about us. And yes, we do have women that join the team in treatment. You know, uh, they're, they're recently diagnosed. Uh, they're in a very vulnerable place, all the way to those who have been um, in remission uh, for, you know, one or two years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years or more. Uh, so we kind of get a real mix of everyone, and we love it, uh, really. One of our core values is, is being welcoming, and, and we certainly <laughs> welcome that and welcome women to, to join us. And again, it's, it's hard to manage, but we have learned how to do that. Again, the larger the team is, we can put together a group that's learning, you know, mm-hmm. and our coaches uh, get on the boat with them and help to teach them uh, how to use the paddle in the water. And then eventually they get incorporated with our veteran members and we mix everybody up. So listeners out there, if you are ever looking for the Pink Phoenix project, you can go to pinkphoenix.org and check them out. Oh, the joys of live radio. Okay, so I'm going to talk what little I know about the Pink Phoenix project and how amazing it is. Um, I know they definitely work throughout the year on empowering breast cancer survivors. I know multiple women through the Breast Friends organization who it's just such an amazing opportunity for them to have this experience and join their sisters and be physically active. And I love the fact that you can still join the team, whether you're in treatment or out of treatment. It's it's just so wonderful. I want to give you kind of a rundown about my upcoming shows. So I'm super excited. Next week, we are going to have on Valerie David, who is otherwise known as the Pink Hulk. She is a multiple-time cancer survivor, lymphoma and breast cancer, and does a one-woman show called The Pink Hulk, The Pink Hulk, One Woman's Journey to Find the Superhero Within. I've got shows coming up about a company called Careware, who do 
um, all different kinds of clothes and things for survivors. You can get your pick lines in and out of them and a nurse practitioner who's going to talk about her journey as a high-risk cancer survivor that should be on in the next couple weeks. I have got, what else do I have coming up? So many things. It's like all like, thank you. Okay. Listeners, thank you for being with me for a minute. Jan, we're going to come back to you. (laughs) I'm here. That's okay. That's the joy of of live. That's how we're going. So um, I know you had a big outreach event in October called the We Stand Project. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Uh, When I came into being president in 2020, I wanted to think of some kind of kind of a presidential project, something that I could get behind, something that would be a big event of some kind. I didn't know. But I began to think about that and kind of started getting this picture of um, doing something in October, which was Breast Cancer Awareness Month, of course. And so uh, from that, I just began to think and realize, wow, there's a message. October's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Um, what if we had signs? What if we had people standing shoulder to shoulder? I mean, I went way over the top. I thought, what if we have 100 breast cancer survivors standing on the bridge downtown Portland and they're mm-hmm. selling out, you know, October's Breast Cancer Awareness Month? I mean, I got it, it caught a little big. But <laughs> I realized uh, fundamentally that was a, seemed like, felt like a really good idea. And so what it has turned into is uh, we have up to 45 breast cancer survivors standing uh, n- nearly shoulder to shoulder, uh, they each are holding a letter. Uh, the sign, uh, the sign spell October's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And then every, you know, 30 seconds or so, we turn the sign over and the sign reads, uh, we stand for breast cancer survivors everywhere. And then we turn the sign over. So we do that for an hour. And uh, we did it twice in October, once at the American Cancer Society Making Strides Against Breast Cancer event. Mm-hmm. And that was just an awesome time. I mean, it was very impactful to see that. It was pretty amazing. And then one of our sister breast cancer survivor teams called Catch-22, uh, my friend Laura Thornburg, who uh, runs that team, contacted me and said, hey, can we do this up in Vancouver, Washington? And uh, mm-hmm. of course, absolutely. So on October 30th, uh, we went again up there and she organized that event and we uh, stood on the sidewalk at the uh, market uh, place there in uh, Vancouver near the waterfront for an hour and turned the sign over and just kept repeating that message. So it was really, uh, really an awesome event, awesome opportunity for us, for sure. I actually saw a video of that with you guys flipping the letters over. And I, I just sat here and I got chills because oh, just yeah. certain things that you're so passionate about, you can see that your team members were out there just loving it, being able to support and, you know, show how united you are as, as the Pink Phoenix team and stepping up for the Catch-22 Sisters, which is awesome. I love that. Um, are there yeah. any other big events coming up? Well, we sure hope we get back on the water, you know, in this coming year because racing is really, you know, one of the big things that we do and that gets us out there that we're seeing, you know, when we're out doing that. But we have a big event um, in June at the Portland uh, Dragon Rose Festival Dragon Boat Races, where uh, it's called the Gorman Cup. It's named for a founding member, Michelle Gorman. And mm-hmm. what we do is we have an exhibition race, and we invite all breast cancer survivors, jump on these beautiful Rose Festival boats with us, get out on the water, and we, we race against each other. And it's just uh, really exhilarating, really exciting 
for people who have not only never been on a dragon boat, but they have never maybe been uh, involved in something with that many breast cancer survivors. So it's very, again, empowering for them to do that. So that comes up in June. And then later on in the year, we have a health provider paddle, which uh, is named for uh, one of our former, uh, one of our members, Tracy Van Dyken. It was her idea and her dream to invite health providers to come out on a Saturday morning and uh, get on the dragon boat with us. And uh, we've started doing that every year. It's just a signature event for us. Very exciting and very um, moving uh, for our health providers. We have, you know, surgeons all the way to massage therapists that will come out and get on the dragon boat with us on a Saturday morning. It's just really exciting uh, for them to do that. So those are some, some things that we have coming up. Well, I definitely need to put the June one on my calendar because I want to get out there and experience it for myself, even if it's just once. So, and oh, the hope, health the, the health paddle <laughs> sounds amazing because that is definitely one way to, that you can show the providers out there like, hey, look at this amazing experience. Like, please continue to refer people to us because as you said, your one of your mottos is to always be welcoming and you know, they, they need to see that because the, the health practitioners really care about their patients. And so they want to make sure it's a safe experience for them, for one thing. But it sounds like you guys really have all of that, all of that covered. You know how to deal with the various, you know, needs of the different patients. But um, so what is your experience with as a breast cancer you know, going through it from patient to thriver? And how did the team figure into that for you? Well, um, when I thought about you asking that question, um, I was reminded of a time when I first joined the team. It was one of my first practices, and they, they do these warm-ups, you know, before practice. We were kind of doing a cardio type of uh, exercise, and they were counting off, and they would, we were in a big circle, and they would say each other's names. So they would go, one, two, three, Michelle, one, two, three, Diane, or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, all around the circle. I'm new, you know, so I'm feeling super vulnerable, and I'm not a super vulnerable feeling person all the time, so I felt like, well, I'm, I'm out of my element. I, I feel invisible, <laughs> you know, I don't even know who I am right now, mm-hmm. and um, I, I could see it's coming around to me. And I'm thinking, these women don't really even know me. There's just a handful of people that knew me. And, you know, I don't know. And here it comes. One, two, three. And they said, Jan. And I thought, oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm seen. You saw mm-hmm. me. You know, I'm here. I'm here. Uh, I'm, I'm here. I'm a survivor. And so you go from being a patient to you have this switch that goes off in you somehow, or I hope it does with people, that they go, wait a minute. I'm not just... Uh, diagnosed with something now, and I'm going down this trail over here, I'm, I'm going to become a survivor. And I think everyone has their own time when that happens, but that kind of flipped the switch for me, and I thought, I thought okay, wait a minute. I'm part of this group. They know me. <laughs> I don't think they know me, but hey, they do, and they're going to know uh, the better part of me, you know, as time goes on. They're just seeing this kind of vulnerable part of me, but um, it was really kind of an interesting experience for me, and it's always well, I think about it, you know, every once in a while because it was very impactful for me. And I know that that happens and I see it happening, you know, with others where they all, they all go, wow, this is amazing. I didn't know I could even do something like this. And, and they turn into a survivor. And that makes sense. Like, I'm sure that's a very common experience with people who've gone through treatment for breast cancer. They feel incredibly vulnerable and And it's almost like you just want to curl up in a little shell and not let anybody in. But having that experience where you're like, oh, my gosh, like I'm joining this team. They're welcoming me. They're seeing and they know exactly what I've been through. 
and just joining this team really enables them to move forward. Exactly. And it's very unfamiliar territory. I mean, for a person, you know, I remember looking at the mammogram with the health provider at the, at the hospital when they were pointing out, you know, the image to me and the, the mm-hmm. problems with the image. And I remember thinking to myself, you know, they're talking away. And all of a sudden I thought, wait a minute, is this me? Are, are they talking about me? Is this my mammogram? I mean, it's like, I, I'm, I'm, I can't get this, wrap my head around this. I was fine yesterday. And today you're telling me this whole other thing. And all of a sudden I'm not hearing them anymore. I'm just thinking, I'm just gotten gotten to myself, you know? So the very unfamiliar territory and you go to the, to get chemo and you're sitting there with people that are, oh my gosh, these people are, you know, way worse off than I am for sure. I mean, and here I am now I'm, I'm with the group now, you know, and it's people you didn't know, didn't know that we're out there, didn't know we're dealing with this. And uh, same thing with radiation. You know, you go to radiation mm-hmm. every day and here's the same lady because she's got the appointment before you. I mean, you didn't know her right. before, but now you do, you know. So it's just an interesting, um, impactful thing in your life for sure. And I imagine this is this is not your team. It's not about the cancer counseling, but it's something that brought you guys all together. So you have that kinship that allows you to move forward. And I'm sure there are moments when, you know, there are many counseling sessions that go on because sometimes people just need to talk, especially when they're new members. I bet that happens a lot. It does. Um, it does for sure. And And we're, you know, I think what we find, what new people kind of find out is that um, they learn that they can uh, talk to some people, but at the same time, over overall, the team is just really focused on being part of Pink Phoenix and in and, and the dragon boating. We kind of, uh, I know when people kind of ask me something, I have to go, okay, hold on just a second. Let me stop. I got to get in that mode now. And, and where am I with this? Where was I? Where did I come from? What is my journey? You know, it's not mm-hmm. something that's overtaking my every thought every day. It's part of me. And it's back there somewhere in my mind. But it's really nice to be in a place where I can focus on something else. I can mm-hmm. see hopefulness. I can um, get involved in something that is mentally and emotionally really uplifting me. And not trying to compare myself with everyone or, or even get discouraged. I mean, if, you, if a new person heard my story, they might go, oh, thanks. You know, it's not that <laughs> encouraging, honestly. You, go, oh, uh, you know, they're going to go want to talk to somebody else. So... Uh, even though I'm I'm feeling strong and, and pain free, that's the good news. But the journey is uh, was mine, you know, and mm-hmm. um, it's kind of interesting, you know. Definitely. And so we have the the cancer connection, but you also you're you're a sports team. How do you how do you deal with the various needs of 120 members who are all at different levels of fitness activity wise? Well, I call my coach and I say, okay, coach. See you Tuesday. See you Monday. You know? No, no, I'm kidding. It's part, it's part of a coaching challenge for sure. But uh, as I said, with larger numbers, um, I see that as a positive. So we can have a boat, uh, a mix of people that are new and people that are veterans. Not everyone wants to race and they're not required to. So uh, there can be people that just want to come out on Saturday morning and kind of get on a boat and just, you know, enjoy the morning and uh, go have coffee and breakfast with your friends. And, you know, how, how awesome is that? But there are people who say, no, uh-uh, I'm back. I want to be competitive. I want to work really, really hard. I want to be coached. 
Uh, and so we try to provide that for people. And, and you know, quite frankly, um, maybe it doesn't meet everyone's needs, especially those who are super competitive people or people who have been on sports teams before. Uh, they may not um, get all of their needs met. So sometimes uh, Pink Phoenix members may be part of another team, too, <laughs> or they join other teams in what's called composite teams, which are mm-hmm. uh, race crews composed of several different teams. And that's okay. okay. You know, that's, that's fine. We can't do everything for everybody, but we sure do a pretty good job trying to do it, for sure. Well, it's, it sounds like you really have all the bases covered. Do are any of your members, were they Dragon Boat racers before breast cancer? Uh, you know, maybe. Sometimes we've had people from other teams in town. Uh, get diagnosed with breast, breast cancer, and here they end up on our team for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, not necessarily. We we have people who um, have never done anything in, in terms of a formal sports team, uh, all the way to people who have been, um, yeah, they could be a, have been a dragon boater, but they could also have been part of other kind of sports teams growing up, you know, or, or just part of their own adult life. Uh, so it's quite a variety, actually. Yeah. That's people. great. It's another one of those examples where you take cancer and it's it's affected your life in so many ways, but you get something that's positive out of it like this, this new connection, the physical activity, and the, the empowerment. So we're going to continue talking about the Pink Phoenix team when we come back from our break. Listeners, I want to remind you that I put together warrior stories. So please send me an email at michellebeck at breastfriends.org with your stories of inspiration, what helped you through your cancer journey, or how your life has changed for the better since cancer. Stay with us. We'll be back soon. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to continue our mission that no woman goes through cancer alone and to keep the show going. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can text BF Radio to 41444 or visit us at breastfriends.org to donate. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon or follow us on Instagram at Breast Friends PDX. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned in to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Michelle Beck at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Hello and welcome back. I'm Michelle Beck and my guest is Jan Walker of the Pink Phoenix Dragon Boat team here in Portland, Oregon. So Jan, we've we've talked about this a little bit, but I kind of want to dig back into it. We were off the water in 2020 and you've had one race this year. And but you've mm-hmm. done these different events and other things. 
how do you feel like your team has come out from all this? Is, is it brought you together and made you all stronger or has it just been rough? <laughs> well, it's both. I mean, it was rough for, for probably some, but um, we tried to really stay in touch with people. Um, we, as a board, came up with this, you know, kind of a, a goal for this year of, of we call it connecting and celebrating through health and fitness and friends and family. And so that was our goal to just really stay connected with people and not get um, overwhelmed with the fact that, gee, we have to do something. Uh, when actually doing something like calling, you know, a fellow member and saying, how are you doing today? Uh, or as things have loosened up and people have been able to gather together, you know, people post on our Facebook page, they're having dinner, they're having coffee, they're going to a retirement you know, gathering or whatever they're doing, um, kayaking. Uh, some of our members kayak, they do outrigger. And so we just kind of had to say, hey, you know, just do something. You know, just, just keep doing something. And then we would, you know, throughout the year kind of try to uh, put together a formal kind of um, event, uh, virtual event of some kind. So that's, uh, so yeah, I think they realize, hey, we're, we're still together. We're still a team. Um, we're still empowering each other. And that was really the message I was really wanting to get across to the team during this, these last couple of years. So, so it, it sounds like that you've really learned that your team is incredibly resilient and they still, even though you can't be on the water together, you still want to be together in whatever form you can be. Oh, absolutely. And also, um, we understand that things, uh, you know, we have women that are um, school teachers, nurses, uh, uh, other kinds of health providers that were really going through a tough time. And so we understand mm-hmm. that. Sometimes people just go, okay, I, I got too much going on here. Uh, Pink Phoenix is on my radar. I'm always going to be Pink Phoenix. And uh, they stay connected as best they can. But we just, um, you know, we can't, um, pressure people uh, for the benefit of ourselves to say, oh, well, sure. uh, you know, I, I've got this program and, and we, we want 100% participation or else we have failed. And I, I just don't feel that way about it. I feel like we have to give people some room and um, we're, we're going to come back in, in big numbers uh, in, in 2022. Everybody's really, you know, I can feel the excitement kind of getting started up again. So what do you feel like it's the glue that holds Pink Phoenix together and keeps the team element so strong? Well, I would say um, this connection that you have all of a sudden with women who you otherwise would not have had connection with and mm-hmm. uh, to realize that you're walking alongside others who are truly your friends now. They're not just, oh, my buddy that I sit next to, um, you know, when we're practicing or at a race venue, but this is my friend. And um, there's a real deep bond that you have when someone's um, maybe having a test result or they're maybe having a surgery. It could be even a surgery unrelated to breast cancer. I mean, everybody is kind of banding together and uh, encouraging that person and uh, supporting that person. And that's really, really um, a cherished value, you know, in our team, I think. Now, um, how, how, do you, how do you fund the boats and things like that? Do you have dues or donations? And if listeners would like to donate to your organization, how can they do that? We do. We do ask our members to uh, have a member fee, and it's um, uh, something that um, we, can we help people with if they can't pay the full fee. But it's, it's, a, 
it's a nominal fee. In other mm-hmm. words, if they were going to a, a gym somewhere, they, they pay a lot more for what they're getting. So we're not trying to uh, have people pay for every hour that we're on the water, but they do have membership fees. So I would say a third of our income is from member fees. Mm-hmm. We have fundraising events. Uh, also, we have unexpected donors, and then we have sponsors uh, that sponsor us uh, sometimes every year with um, monetary sponsorships. Uh, and our website is a place uh, that we can donate. Uh, www.pinkphoenix.org is a donation site. And um, so it's kind of a mix of uh, membership, fundraising, sponsorship. We also occasionally will get a grant. Uh, Night Cancer Institute has been a very generous grant mm-hmm. um, uh, providing grants for us. And Thank in the you, past, Phil. Coleman has been a <laughs> mm-hmm. grant writer as well. So it um, comes from a lot of different sources for sure. Now, you had mentioned that you have the big New Zealand trip coming up. You said that was in June of next year, hopefully? Or is that another hopefully, time? Okay. Yeah, we're still uh, getting uh, updates on that, but we sure hope so, for sure. Now, for an event like that, how many women do you take over or do you take as many who can make the trip and who can afford it? Well, we do it by boats. How many boats do we want to take? So okay. we might put out to the team, we'd like to take three boats. Well, that's 60 people right there, plus you have to have alternates and all that. So it starts becoming a pretty big number. Uh, mm-hmm. We're expecting to take two boats. So we have, I think it's a little under 60 people, but uh, maybe 55 or something. So each boat has... To have a certain number, I think 24 people uh, would be considered a, a crew because they have to have alternates. So it's, uh, it's kind of based upon the boats and the interest uh, of the mm-hmm. paddlers. And then they start committing to that process. Um, and we put together a task force that uh, is a committee that's kind of handling all of the arrangements and every, all the communication about that. So we sure hope it happens. Oh gosh, I hope so. I went to, I was fortunate enough to go to New Zealand about 15 years ago and I actually bungee jumped off the original bungee jumping bridge. I think it's Kawara Bridge, um, oh which gosh. was amazing. And this was, this was pre, pre being a mom. So I don't think I would do oh, yeah. that again, but 100%. And just the, the people in New Zealand, I think are the nicest people I've met anywhere in the world. Oh, I just, that's, yeah. So I, that's I hope awesome. you can go because just the experience of that and, literally honestly driving around and seeing all the this where they film lord of the rings i'm like i could move here in a heartbeat <laughs> oh is that right yeah i bet well you know my first and and again this is uh the international breast cancer federation event so it's all breast cancer mm-hmm. survivors i went to one in 2014 in sarasota florida so it was on our land and mm-hmm. so i went to that one and i they gave everybody a commemorative t-shirt which is really it's really bright pink you know with a logo on the front and everything and so uh, i'm with a couple of gals and, and we're uh going to the first event of the day which is an outdoor event you know a big you know, big crowd and so mm-hmm. i didn't even think about this but i'm thinking to myself okay well we're going to walk in here and it's kind of festival seating you know we're just sitting wherever kind of been their own team and uh music's playing it's been a lot of excitement and a lot of banners everywhere and i walk and, and you're thinking to yourself oh i'm going to look for my team Oh, well, it's just the sea of pink. <laughs> I mean, it didn't even dawn on me. Like, well, of course, 
I have no idea where the team is. I mean, there's no, no identifier at all, except we are all one, identified as one. And that was kind of a, a funny uh, thing for me because when I saw that, I thought, well, okay, forget that. We're not going to find them. We're just going to have to roam around <laughs> and we find them, I guess. I don't know. Well, it was kind of funny. But yeah, it's just pretty impactful to be a special at a breast cancer event like that where everybody is just so excited. And uh, I don't know. It's just really awesome to meet people from in that, in that kind of environment, uh, other countries as well, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes those people are visiting Portland and they call us and say, hey, can we come down and paddle with you? And say, well, absolutely. And so we've had opportunities to uh, meet, you know, friends that we've met along the way at other race venues. It's really exciting. That's cool. I can just see you walking into the stadium with a sea of pink t-shirts. <laughs> I know. And you're going, oh, yeah, well, for, okay, never mind. We're not going to find them. I don't know where they are. <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny. <laughs> so what are your hopes for the future for Pink Phoenix? Well, of course, I'm going to say growth because I'm, I'm a growth person, but I know with that comes a lot of challenges. So uh, I, I believe that Pink Phoenix will just continue to be around and they will continue. They have awesome boards that, you know, come in and, and rotate on and off that are very talented um, women with uh, backgrounds in organization and planning and business and all of that. So they, they come in and they, they start thinking, you know, out of the box a little bit about what we need to do to kind of manage people and, and really keeping our focus on uh, empowering breast cancer survivors. And yes, through the sport of dragon boating, but we've learned now that we might not be dragon boating, you know, that, that that's a possibility from time to year, maybe, you know, hopefully not. In the future, never but, again, you know, Jan, never no, again. Who knew, you know, who knew that that was even going to be there? So uh, it's really caused us to really think uh, larger, I think, um, realizing that we do have to figure out how to meet the needs of the vast needs on our team from the... Uh, person in treatment all the way to the person who's buying socks at a race that say badass on them. That's what, mm-hmm. that's what people on our team do, you know. So um, you have to figure that out. And uh, that's the hard work of a board to not just talk about the problems, but we have to say, okay, this is all fine. All this discussion is great. I hear you, but what are we, what are we going to do now? And uh, so I, I, I believe that Pink Phoenix will just continue on that path and we'll, mm-hmm. we'll be here celebrating our 30th anniversary in five years so hopefully so yeah you've been around for 25 years what do you know what's the longest team member that's currently on the team that's been with the organization Uh, wow i i almost know that i would say it's well over it could be 20 years but i know there's uh, a few members that are mm -hmm. on there uh that have been there for over 15 years i know that's awesome i love that pretty amazing yeah yeah i do too and um so it's neat to see that. We we had 20 new members in 2021, and we had new members come on in 2020. So here's, it's just crazy, an, an unprecedented, I get to say unprecedented, mm-hmm. two years of feeling like we we have something to offer, but at the same time, it's not a normal offering, and yet people go, that's awesome, we want to join you. And so that <laughs> was just always thought that was kind of really neat that people have faith in us that when we're through all of this, that we're going to be back on the water and, and doing things. And so we, we welcome that. So we have new members, you know, joining every year. And, and uh, so we hope that uh, that just continues. Well, that really shows the strength and importance of your team, because I imagine through this time period where you're still getting all those new members, it's word of mouth from other members. Like, Hey, I'm doing sure. this amazing, wonderful team with my with my sisters and come join us because we will welcome you mm-hmm. with open arms and then then one day we'll get back on the boats 
Yes, exactly. Well, that's exactly what's been happening. We we always hook a new member with a buddy, you might say, mm-hmm. and so they have someone that they they can kind of um, talk to, and, and that's exactly what happens. And of course, we kind of embrace them, invite them, you know, after coffee, invite them for the walk or whatever uh, that we're doing to make sure that we are uh, helping them to see that hey, there's uh, this is going to be even better, you know, next year. And so our new new people are, are pretty excited. And so we, we just love to see that. That's awesome. So we're almost out of time, Jan, but do you have any last things that we haven't talked about or words of wisdom for other women out there who are recently diagnosed or survivors? Well, you know, I think the thing that I would say, it it's um, so impact, important to me to realize that uh, I have my journey uh, you have yours. Uh, everyone on our team has theirs, and um, it's it seems like a new a person newly diagnosed really wants to know as much information as they can, and uh, some of that information is not encouraging, and some of it is encouraging. Um, they can hear other people's story and find that very Im- impactful and empowering, and other times it's kind of scary. And so I think it's important to embrace your own journey that you're on and saying, I'm on this journey. Here's what I want this journey to be like. Mm-hmm. And to realize that that now has become part of you, that that's now part of your life. That's, that's part of who you are. And you, you can't go back on it. You know, it's not going to go away. You, it it right. is now part of you. And I think the more that we embrace that and realize that, hey, I hear your journey and I hear your story, but, and here's mine and, um, kind of embracing that for yourself, I think is something that I think is really important. That is the perfect way to end the show, Jen. Thank you so much. I I love it. I'm so excited that you were here today to talk about this. And I can't wait to come get out of, on a boat in June. So oh, listeners, yeah, listeners, thank you for being here today and learning about the pinkphoenix.org. You can go on their website to donate or just for more general information. I found a website you can go to usdbf.org so usdragonboatfoundation.org for information nationwide but I'm sure as Jan mentioned you can just search for um, dragon boat breast cancer in your own area and find a team to join as long as you have rivers and things like that we're blessed with a lot of rivers (laughs) but Jan thank you again I so appreciate it so listeners want to remind you if you need our services We are available at breastfriends.org. And I also want to talk about really quick our hat project. If you are going through chemo or know someone who's lost their hair through chemo, please go to our website under patient programs and search for the hat project. Breast Friends will send you a hat with a funny saying on it for a small shipping donation. That would be great. And we would just want to help ensure that women do not go through cancer alone. So you can find the show on many platforms, Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, or search Breast Friends wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to nominate yourself to be a guest or to share your warrior story, please email me at michellebeck at breastfriends.org. We'll be back next week. And until then, remember, we rise by lifting each other. Thank you for listening to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Please join Michelle back again next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We rise by lifting each other.